In the last episode, we saw as to how the immune system defends the body from viruses, showing how your body has developed to kill pathogens and stop the spread of infection, and how your well-coordinated immune system deals with fighting pathogens and defending your body against disease. We have seen the immune system, your biological army, defending the homeland. You know, personally, I found the second episode to be probably my favorite to record, because it was probably my favorite to research, but sometimes I question as to whether that episode might have even been that useful to know about, because it still doesn't tell us why vaccines work in the body. So I set it on myself to make an episode about it. Believe it or not, that is the main topic of this episode. And thank you for listening to today's installment of The Vax Wars. Thank you for tuning in to listen to The Vax Voice. Okay, so let's recap a little on the last episode. However, before I continue, I do strongly recommend that you listen to the previous episode and conduct further research if you want to get a better understanding on the immune system. So, normally, when the body is under attack, upon citing the disease, upon finding out that your cells are starting to die and there's a there's an organism of foreign descent in your body, first line of defense tries to take out the pathogen, during which the body does certain tricks to improve the fighting and healing conditions, such as getting up a fever, causing inflammation, releasing histamine, However, sometimes that might not be enough. The body then calls upon the second line of defense, the adaptive immune system. They constitute a lot of processes, systems, cells, key components, but when it comes down to its core, they mainly constitute of B and T cells, which produce the key ingredients to winning the fight, and that's known as the antibodies. These antibodies along with other key processes and key characters, result in the victory of the immune system over the pathogenic raid. When the fight is over, the body then records the pathogen that fights it. This way, if the invader were to ever come back, they will be able to fight against the pathogen again, probably even stop the infection before it becomes too great of a threat. So where do vaccines come in during this whole process? Before I continue, one thing to understand about the use of vaccines is you should only get a vaccine shot before you get the disease. It's important to know that vaccinations are not cures to diseases, they are preventive measures. These vaccines all function with the same practice. They all imitate the pathogen that the body is trying to invade. Imitate being the key word. Vaccines do this by injecting a weakened or dead version of the pathogen, or any form of the pathogen which is more manageable for your immune system. By inserting the pathogen into the body, you create a simulated pathogenic attack. In doing so, the body is tricked into thinking that you are under attack. So, the immune system begins its response and fires up everything from the inflammatory response, to the chemical signals that fly around and your first line of immune system 
also gets involved. Vaccine normally is made such that it will involve the second line of the immune system as well. The body creates antibodies to fight against the pathogen by activating the T and B cells. So the helper T cells get involved, they activate the B cells and motivate them to work as hard as they can. They also go in to help with first line defenses. B cells continuously make the right uh, antibodies after dendritic cells and other uh, macrophages, phagocytes and lymphocytes tag the B C and B cells to activate the antibodies. And after these T and B cells are released and some stay back in the lymph nodes, those that stay back are known as memory cells. And those memory cells will remember the composition and the right antibody for that specific disease. So that if the real more powerful disease were to ever come in, it already has the antibodies ready to fight off the pathogen. There are several types of vaccines. The live attenuated vaccine, which contains a live version of the disease, which is greatly weakened. An example of such a vaccine is the MMR vaccine. Secondly, there are inactive vaccines, which contain pathogens which are killed and are completely inactive. An example of such a vaccine includes the IPV vaccine. Thirdly, we have the subunit vaccine. This vaccine is kind of like the odd one out. Unlike the other vaccines, this vaccine relies on a single part of the actual pathogen, known as the antigen. This is the part of the pathogen which triggers the immune response. Then we have toxoid vaccines. To understand this vaccine, we also need to understand that bacteria produce toxins. These are chemicals which can kill cells and harm the environment around them, ultimately being very harmful to the body. Toxoid vaccines are made with a toxin which is weaker than the real toxins. An example of such a vaccine is the DTaP vaccine. Finally, we have conjugate vaccines, which are made to prep the body for bacterial invasions. For bacterial antigens, the part of the body which triggers the immune response is covered in a sugar-like coating called polysaccharides. These make it hard for the immune system to detect the antigen. So, this vaccine connects or conjugates the unrecognizable antigen with antigens which are more easily recognizable, again providing an easier version so that when the real thing comes in, the immune system is ready for it. It's like clearing your messy table to find the paper that you need, and as you slowly clear out the desk, visibility of that paper becomes more and more and more. That was quite a bit. But it is, it's a small concept, and as simple as it is, it often goes a long way to protecting a lot of lives. Broken down into its components, it's a simple concept to understand, but also a very important concept to understand. So in today's episode, we covered how vaccines work to give the body immunity. We've also learned about different kinds of vaccines which are made to combat specific pathogens, we also learned about how vaccines simulate a pathogenic rate by introducing a weakened version of the pathogen, which tricks the immune system to treat the vaccine as a real threat, therefore creating and remembering the necessary antibodies for when the fully powered pathogen were to attack the body. In the next episode, we will be looking at a very important concept 
that makes vaccinations very, very important and gives it a lot of emphasis, which will also explain as to why outbreaks can be stopped if communities as a whole were given immunity. For the next episode, we will be looking at a concept known as herd immunity. Please note that you should find the sources used in the details of the podcast if you are using the YouTube platform to listen. Seriously, people, please do conduct further research if you are not, if you are still not sure about the answers I'm providing. There's a lot more I can be going into, and there's even a lot more which I even I don't know about. However, if I were to unravel all the answers by doing by putting in hundreds and hundreds of hours of research in and recording all of it, you and I, we would neither be bothered to listen, neither would I be willing to record for that long. So that's why I encourage you to take the time to do your own research. There are going to be links and sources that you can use so that you can do your, do your own research and also at your own pace. Anyway, thank you for listening to this installment of The Vax Voice. And I hope you all have a great day ahead. We hope to catch you next episode.